FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. G'day, g'day. How are you doing? Hi. What's up? <laughs> What's up? I'm hungry. Same. Yeah, my stomach <laughs> is grumbling so loud. It's the fourth member of this podcast. <laughs> my stomach. Mine's grumbling. I, can, I don't know if it's audible, but it's happening. <laughs> but before, we have our, I have my little dog here and he was snoring and I Justine said that her stomach was grumbling and I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> That's a really loud grumble. <laughs> Stop it, guys. I'm sorry. And do you cook? Any of you cook? Uh. <laughs> Anyone? No. Um... Look, it depends. What do you mean by cook? Do you know how to cook? Like, I, I struggle to make scrambled eggs. Like, I, I struggle to make anything. So, I'm, I'm a lot, so uh, such a, a minimalist cook. I would buy, for example, minced meat on a, on a Sunday night and I'd eat the minced meat in one way or another by throwing vegetables or something at by the time we're Friday night. Look, mm. I I can I can cook scrambled eggs. So if that's like the I bar, could do that too. like I'm pretty pro. If that's <laughs> the bar, <laughs> okay. yes. But I, I think I'm, I'm super lazy. So yeah. I would I'd probably like rather not eat than actually exert effort to cook. It's you're lazy in cooking because like you think I could be using my time better yeah, for something I just, else. That's the way I, I feel. don't enjoy it. Like I I really suck at Look, it. I like can't resonate with the feelings of not eating um, <laughs> <laughs> at all. But no, I, but I'll just eat like bread. I eat tins of tuna. That's what I yeah. eat a lot of. Like yeah. I, I eat like six or seven tins a week. Wow. Yeah, because okay. that, that's always a meal a meal for me. That and vegetables. And I eat a, a carrot and a tin of tuna in yeah. between wow. my work. Yeah. <laughs> when I cook for myself, I think I just have low standards. But then if I was, I would never replicate what I put up with for other people. If yeah, you come no over to my way. house, I'll cook you something really nice slash buy it. That would just give me huge anxiety. Entertaining, like as an Italian wog, like I'm a poor excuse for an entertainer. Like my <laughs> husband, he's a mate. Dan, I love you. He, he takes care of everything. He cooks. He's a good cook. Gosh, he's good. good. But he just had to learn because I just wouldn't do it. So (laughs) he had no choice. (laughs) There's only so many toasties that you can eat. (laughs) So we we are in Lent. And for those of you, we're making hungry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But this is one thing I wish I knew how to do, um, to to cook. We should go in a cooking class. Yeah, you know what I want to know? Do like Southeast Asian cooking class. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a. Can we have uh, a Catholic influence, influencers excursion? Yes. yes, we should do. We'll do. We'll Let's maybe do we'll do the stuff. Like a we'll meetup. Anyway, oh, this oh, is for another time. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, thank you for joining us for this podcast, episode number four, season number seven, and also just as this ministry that we work with and in um, FRG Ministry is an outreach to so many people trying to give the word of God, the food of God to so many people around the world. So apart from this podcast, we have also several other ways in which you can grow in your faith. And we'll just hear a little word from our church online. Thank you for seeking the Lord with us today. If you long for more content and resources, check out our church online. FRG Ministries Church Online is where you will find ongoing spiritual nourishment and inspiration. Online Mass, Prayer, Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Worship Music, Eucharistic Adoration, and so much more. 
You can even submit your prayer requests and commit to pray for others. FRG Ministry Church Online will inspire and deepen your love and understanding of Christ and His Church. Be blessed by FRG Ministries Church Online at frgministry.com slash churchonline. So a huge part of this podcast is preparing you for the upcoming Sunday Mass. And what we've been doing in Season 7 is breaking open that second reading. So today's reading is from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. It's chapter 5, verses 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him we might become the righteousness of God. That's a big responsibility and a big grace also, that God gives us to become his righteousness, his presence, his love, his instrument of forgiveness in this world how much we need forgiveness mm. i love i love this scripture because i feel like in a lot of what paul does is is calling out people mm. and um but this is kind of like the big crescendo and, it, and just that opening line of what we've read is like a yeah like that's what i was made for and you know so whosoever is in christ is a new creation like if you've forgotten that's your reality that is what you live in by virtue of of knowing jesus and accepting jesus the old things in your life they've passed away and behold the new things have come um literally is this reminder that those who are in christ who have come to know Christ, who are baptized, you literally become something that you weren't before. Yes. In the spiritual realm. Like your mm-hmm. life might look different. I certainly didn't necessarily have a glow <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, the people in your life might be the same, but you are changed. You are not who you were before. Do not hold yourself on trial, you know, for mm. what you were before. Your identity, my identity is literally uh, changed from the fallen version of myself. I've been redeemed um, because of the righteousness of Christ that he makes available. Um, and we, we spoke about um, the righteousness of Christ a few a few yes. episodes ago, but that's who you are now, full stop. No one can take that away from you when you live in Christ. Like, wow, I, I really connected with that. One word that he we, we find in every single of the, the second readings all throughout Lent was, um, and even before that, is the word baptizane. It's like, it's crazy. It's used in every single week even last week where we talked about being entered into the baptism of Moses and taking on his experience his anointing now he's taking it a step further this week and saying no it's not Moses's baptism but you're entering into the same anointing the same baptism the same mission the same call the same hands and feet as Christ and so there is, well, he's upping the ante. He's saying, hey, he's preparing us. Say it was Moses. Now I'm giving you, I'm making you aware of your even bigger uh, anointing of becoming a representation, an ambassador of Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
which is a scary a scary thing because how many times we like he's saying everything you do everything you say everything you think is to be the same as Christ and in fact in another reading he says put on the same mind of Christ and then in the previous readings he said look I've entered into the baptism do what I do uh, act as I act and so Saint Paul is saying I've done this now it's your your turn I um, once heard a quote just related to that, and I think I've said it before, um, that you, you might be the only gospel that someone reads. And I know mm-hmm. that we've referenced it before, but someone may never, ever open a Bible, but they will look at your life. And, and that, that is where it gets a little bit scary. And, um, you know, I, I hope that as, as I live and as I try to live as Christ, that it actually change, changes me within you know, mm. that it, it becomes less and less of a, a, an effort and becomes more and more of Jesus transforming me and changing me. So it's just effortless. Yes. And I think he does that. He does change you and renew you, you know, as, as you give out and live out in him. It changes you as well. But how amazing that God, like God trusts us to be his ambassadors, right? Yeah. Like, so God's entrusted Paul with this and Paul's passing it on to us and, I just think that's an amazing thing because, like, I stuff up all the time, but God still trusts me to be his ambassador. Yes. And it's not only that there's the call, like uh, Justine was mentioned, there's the trust that you're mentioning, but there's also the equipping which um, Christ gives us through baptism. We receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the empowering. So it is not actually us who are called to be this ambassador, but it is Christ, the Holy Spirit, in us. Mm-hmm. So it's not about us feeling unworthy. It's not about us feeling unequipped. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's about the new birth that we have received in Christ through the Holy Spirit. In fact, um, he uses this imagery, and St. Paul would have assumed that people knew this imagery, the imagery of the tribunal. In fact, he uses a lot of political language in, in this reading. And because he's assuming and in this reading that people understand the Jewish I- idea of salvation. You see, I often say this, that you don't go to heaven by accident, and you don't go to hell mm-hmm. by accident. It's uh, actually, according to Jewish belief as well, and to ours, is that we make the choice in the light of God's light, in the glory of God's light, whether to go into heaven or not. So there's this idea of this person at the on their judgment day standing before a tribunal, and it is not a judge, except the only judgment you have is your life flashing before your eyes. And you can see all the good things you've done, the bad things. And the only thing, the other thing is that everyone in the courtroom is also mm-hmm. seeing this and all the hidden things. And there's your mother and you're thinking, you're thinking, oh my goodness, not my mom <laughs> seeing this. And there are all these moments. But at the end of it, according to the Jewish belief, is that after you've watched all of that and you see the glory and the holiness and the perfection and the love of God, what are you going to do about this? Are you able to approach the holiness of God? Or are you going to walk away in shame? The choice is ours. Mm-hmm. And people who don't know the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness of God, yes, they do walk away because they can't fathom that God would forgive them. But those who do know the mercy of God, this is Jewish belief, okay? Then they will approach God. But St. Paul is adding another entity into the formula. And he's saying, hey, uh, hold on. This is a great story, but I'm going to insert Christ into this. Mm-hmm. Now, at this moment, not only are you seeing the, your whole life will flash before your eyes, but you're seeing a particular moment where the old man, the old woman disappears and the new man, the new woman appears in Christ through baptism, baptizing. And at that moment, at that moment, knowing the love, knowing the mercy of God, he's saying, I put before you life uh, and death. Choose life. 
choose life mm-hmm. because of the light that you have received, because of the empowering, the baptism that you have received, the righteousness that you have received in Christ. It's so powerful, and um, we t- it, this, this scripture talks a lot about reconciliation. I think it yeah. says it so many times, um, and and just really connecting with the the gravity, the impact, the immensity of God's forgiveness of us can leave us feeling like it's pretty unbelievable. Like you can't you can't be serious, mm. you know, um, because our only human experience of forgiveness is, is quite flawed. So to think that God would um, not count our trespasses against us is mm. like, it almost seems too good to be true. And it's interesting because the, the Greek verb for count or reckon, it's an accounting term. Now we all know, or hopefully you don't, the experience of being in debt. And there are some people in our world who really, really know the experience of being in debt. But imagine if you are in debt and there are people pounding on your door and they're coming after you, chasing you to pay this debt and your life is at risk. And Jesus comes in and says, I'll take care of that. Like imagine if you played it out in in those terms, that's what he does. He takes it all away when we don't even deserve it, when no one else would help, he takes it away. And it's a big deal. Like his economy of love and economy of forgiveness. We don't have a comparison for it. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. And it just really reminded me of um, Romans in Romans five. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Because if you would do that for me, Jesus, like Mm. I don't deserve that, but he does. And that's what makes it so unbelievable. But that's the reconciliation, the forgiveness um, that he offers us. Yeah. And I think an important part to note here as well is that this is like the forgiveness of our sins. It means that like it's not that he still remembers them, like they're forgotten. Mm -hmm. So um, like through Christ's death, like God wiped clean, as you said, he wiped clean that debt. This is important, an important part of the new covenant. Uh, Alyssa can't speak again. Mm-hmm. Important part of the new covenant. In Jeremiah 31, 34, it says that God's promise was to forgive evil doing in this new covenant and not remember his people's sins. And so Paul's showing us here that this, um, this part of scripture is being fulfilled. Yes, and the fact that he doesn't remember, it doesn't mean that he f- physically forgets. It doesn't mean that, oh, oh I forgot. No, <laughs> but he chooses not, not to count us. them against yeah. us. And again, this is an, an, on a side note, an important thing about forgiveness, which I, I often talk about. There's also wisdom in forgiveness. Now, God forgives us freely. He's fully protected. But at the same time, when we offer forgiveness, it's never conditional. It should be unconditional, but there should always be um, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're in a, and I say this as a side note, if you're in an abusive relationship or whatever, you offer f- unconditional forgiveness because it's uh, it's going to set you free at the end yeah. of the day. But don't throw wisdom out of the window and go back into that mm-hmm. relationship if yeah. you need to keep this. In. Maybe this is not nothing to do with this, but I just this is the thing that God doesn't forget, but chooses not to count those sins against us, and this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah. The, but also with that forgiveness, with that new man, that new woman, comes also, and with this baptism, comes a new responsibility, a new standard to which we're supposed to live. By the grace of the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit, now we take on the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. We become the presbotus, the ambassador, which St. Paul talks about, the ambassador of Christ. And I think it's important to talk about the two dimensions of this reconciliation as well. We've spoken about... Um, being this vertical dimension so we're making sure we're in right relationship with God but 
yeah, because of that, it means we also have to have this horizontal dimension. We need to be in right relationship with others as well. Yeah, I, I think as I was reflecting on that, um, I was kind of thinking like whether you are Christian or not, I believe that humans understand the need for forgiveness, whether it's because you are in the wrong and you feel guilty or because, you know, um, you need to forgive someone else. And I did a bit of Googling um, and there's actually this emerging like new science of forgiveness. Mm. Um, and I, I found it really intriguing because I think the human heart, whether you attribute it to God or not, understands the need for forgiveness in our life as a fundamental to living, even if it's just to be happy, you know, simply as someone who doesn't believe in, in Jesus, just to be happy and to live freely. You understand that you need forgiveness. And so there's this research that identifies as actually health benefits to forgiveness. So giving forgiveness and receiving forgiveness. So um, they've shown that, the, that there are rewards for your health, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep, um, reducing pain, blood pressure, levels of anxiety, depression, stress. Um, so there's a connection. So science can even see, though it wouldn't say this, this God need in us, yeah. this need for, for God to forgive us, to, to be reconciled with God. And, and I think what's so powerful is we find that in Jesus. And then as it says in this scripture, we then become ambassadors to go out into our broken world. We are fallen to bits, mate. Like this world is broken and we need ambassadors of this radical forgiveness to speak this powerful language of a love that does not make sense yes. into people's lives that makes that make that don't make sense either. Extravagance. Yeah. And this is yeah. where it is extravagance of forgiveness. And I just can't think of their name, but that family, you remember that um, lost their children? With the hidden oh, run. The Ab- Abdullah family. The Abdullah family. Oh, do, do, amazing. do you know the story? How, how many of their know. children? They had six children and three of their children and their cousin, they were, the parents sent them off for a, to go and buy an ice cream. I think they were like 11, 12 years old. And then there was a hit, a drunk driver hit them and killed the three children and the cousin. So four children died. And then the news cameras were all in this woman's face, you know, what's what's your, what do you want to say to that, um, to the person who killed your children? And she says, I forgive him. Amazing. And she's saying that through her tears. And like, it's actually started this in incredible, um, movement. I think it's called, your movement, that's what I'm looking she's, for. And she's, she's a, like, she's a devout Catholic. Yes. They're, they're devout Catholics. Talk but about like your faith on show, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> wow. what an ambassador for Jesus. That's, that's exactly. it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we talk about, the extravagance. And now it she, that doesn't mean she, forgot mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she's going to make the same mistakes it doesn't mean that she wishes it didn't happen but at the same time she has decided hey one i'm not going to let this person who killed my children control me anymore mm-hmm. two i'm going to be a witness of christ to this world mm-hmm. and when people think about forgiveness when they hear the story they think th- there's something abnormal about this person yeah. yeah they must have encountered something in their life that allowed them, led them to the point where they can do that. And, and they, as a family, constantly always point to Jesus yes. and to, to the forgiveness they receive through Christ. That, that's what uh, being yeah. an ambassador is. Yeah. It should shock people. And it, it, her and response it yeah. shocked me. Like, again, yes. that, that word, it's unbelievable. Like, I am sure that people who, well, I, I know Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Christian. But people who don't would look at that and think, what the heck? Like as Um, as if you would do that, as if you could do that. And I'm sure that unleashed 
you know, unleashed a, a chain of thought in in their head and in their mind about their own actions and perhaps their own unforgiveness and their own hurt. And, and then all of a sudden Jesus is working in their life without them realizing it. It's, it's crazy, but, but that's what makes it so powerful. There is, there's no other comparison for it. And it is only the new woman, the new man that can do yeah. that because yeah. we have the power, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't mean that every time she thinks of this person, she doesn't get angry, but she has to re forgive and to mm. re-bring it to the Lord. And this is what it means to be a presbyter, to be a, an ambassador. It is to represent Christ. That's what Jesus would have done. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's what I do. But it's so hard. It's really yeah. hard. It is hard. Literally talking about her, I'm like, Lord, give me the grace. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. That's just yes. me being completely honest. Like, I pray that I could, but far out. <laughs> but even these, uh, like, uh, martyrs, you know, the people who are beheaded and, like, uh, who... who decided not to give up their faith um, and die. And I always think, you know, I could never do that. But at the same time, you don't know until you're in that moment. That's right. I always think about that as well. Yeah. I would hope that if I ever were in that situation, I'd be able to say yes. Mm. And yeah, and I just, I think this is such a responsibility. And again, St. Paul, this is what he's saying. Hey, this is not an easy task you are now uh, the ambassadors of Christ and you are going to be judged from this point on, from this this tribunal, on your actions according to the standard of Christ. Now, it's not no longer the standard of of the old man, the standard of the world. That's where salvation was. Now with Christ, you're on a whole other level and this is where your judgment is going to be because you know more, you will be judged by more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scary, eh? Crazy. (laughs) I think before we wrap up this um, breaking open of the reading, I for all my theology fans out there, I just want to break open that verse 21. It says, For our sake he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, so Paul is talking about the, the word for sin is harmartia. Did I get that right? Harmartia, yeah. What, yes, what lang- I don't What speak. language is it? Um, it's Greek? Greek, yeah. Okay, there we go. I was going to say Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about sin in two different senses. So number one, yes, Jesus, he wasn't guilty of doing anything against God's will. He doesn't sin like, like we do. And the other sense of the word sin, it's a technical use of the word. So kind of referring to that sin offering that we read about in Leviticus. So that sacrifice of that unblemished animal animal in reparation for the sins that broke a person's relationship with God. So yes, Christ was sinless. So his death was that sacrifice for our sins. And that brings us into right relationship with God. Um, And the other thing too, in the book of Isaiah, we have the four servant songs and there's a line in that that says, my good servant will make many righteous. So through Jesus' sacrifice, we're able to live for him. We're able to offer ourselves in self-giving love like Jesus did for the sake of others. So we actually become this visible manifestation of the fulfillment of God's promises. And so God's right, this is, what, this is what it's talking about, where we become God's righteousness we actually become God's right. Well, God's righteousness, sorry, continues to be revealed through us. Mm. You can go back and listen to that again if it makes sense. Encounter by FRG Ministry presents our online subscription package. As a member, you will receive digital on-demand access to Encounter's growing library of online courses. Encounter and Encounter Youth online courses cover teaching, devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith 
to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. Current titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Introduction to the Bible, The Mass and more, with new courses being added regularly. All Encounter courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics, and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards, and wallpapers. These courses are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. All Encounter Youth courses include teaching videos, interactive student and teacher PDFs with lesson plans, and guided prayer and reflection. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to www.encountercourses.com slash subscription. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Encounter Courses. Forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> How do we forgive ourselves? What's what's the actual question for for this? How do I forgive myself? It's the hardest thing to forgive. To forgive others, I think, is sometimes easier yeah. than forgiving ourselves. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why sometimes we hold back on forgiveness for others is because we forgive we 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 don't know how to forgive ourselves. We're yeah. angry at ourselves as well. Yeah. I think a really great example of this, um, last week, Father Rob, you said that the, the readings of the church, they're not just chosen haphazardly. Did I say that right? Yes. Haphazardly. They're actually like really meticulously chosen. And so this is the second reading, which we're breaking open today. But the gospel reading for this week is the parable of the prodigal son. And so in this story, we see how the father sees us, how the father welcomed back the son. But we also see how the son accepted that forgiveness right yeah yeah and i i think i struggle with this like forgiveness of self as you say like it's it's something that many people struggle with but um even i've been challenged by priests in, in confession before of like they can source this root um wall in me that just i can't forgive myself and i'll hold myself on trial for so long and um it's it's really good using the prodigal son as a learning tool which is, is what it was it's, it was the parable is so good because you see after um the son is received in his father's arm he was there waiting like looking out of his window waiting for his son to to come back home uh, he throws the party and and the son doesn't just say, oh, no, no, I, I can't come to the party. Mm. Like, I, I don't, I am not worthy to come. He stopped moping and he accepted it. And, and he, he went to the party. The, the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm a five-year-old and I will never stop whining that <laughs> That's a punch in the face. <laughs> gosh, okay. I can't finish my training. <laughs> Okay, he back to the podcast. <laughs> no. So he's always, at, at the end of the day, he was ready to for, for, to forgive and also to forgive himself because sometimes one of the things that holds us back from um, from even forgiving ourselves, from moving forward, is our pride as well. And that's a lack of forgiveness towards ourselves. You're thinking, look, I, I'm not going to, I've gone this far, I'm not going to let go of it because uh, of, of the way I might look. I might look weak, I might look... And we end up in a place where we, we're, we're frustrated with ourselves, we're angry with ourselves, we're disappointed with ourselves because we can't enter into the, into the freedom that God has given us. Mm. But God wants us to be free. God wants us to forgive ourselves 
He wants us to 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 be able to look at our, our memories, to look back in the past, and look at it with joy and not with anger and disappointment. Totally. Yeah. I think I might just add in there as well that, like, forgiveness. It's not. It's not a feeling. Like. I think I've always heard different testimonies of people like they go to, to confession and they're having these like fireworks inside of their heart and that's something I've never actually experienced maybe because I'm not really an emotional person but it's not a feeling like we need to trust that we are forgiven and I think hearing those words like even this this reading um, the words of absolution that we hear are found in this reading it's it's God the father of mercies through the death and re- resurrection of his son has reconciled the world to himself so a, that's a I think it's what well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that the words of this reading you hear in confession. Exactly. Yeah. Someone saved me. And that is the the prayer of absolution. Mm. That's the prayer the priest prays. And uh, it the forgiveness that God gives us. But uh, many of us even listeners here have gone through maybe some traumatic uh, experiences and we do find it hard to forgive ourselves. Uh, but one of the things that we need to understand is that God can heal our memories. Just because you look at something, you think of a maybe a situation, something you did in the past. For example, uh, I won't give an example, but you, you've done something in the past that you regret, that you're ashamed of, that you're embarrassed about, that you're angry at yourself about. And when you think of this memory, you cringe, you're angry, you're upset, and you're disappointed. But what if I told you that you could possibly... Not possibly, you could look at this memory, this very same memory that causes you to cringe right now. It can fill you with joy. You'd think I'm crazy. Totally, I I do. (laughs) I didn't think you were going to say fill fill us with joy. It can fill us with joy, it can fill us with peace. Because what happens is God has given us this grace. And I'll talk about this quickly, about the healing of memories. And this has happened to me in my life over and over again. Now, I've done something as an addict, as a teenager. I've done a lot of things that I could hate myself for. But you know what? When I look back, and even I give my testimony a lot, And every time I I look back at these memories, I feel like I'm finding it hard to hold back the tears because even the worst moments of the greatest violence, the greatest anger become memories of peace and joy. Why? Because I I have reimagined them with Christ. Now, we have to understand this, and maybe this is an exercise that you can try at home. And if you have a notepad, get out a notepad and try this, okay? Write this down. Because God wants to heal our memory, but it takes discipline. It, uh, it's an exercise that you can try. So what you do is, you first of all, you need to understand for God, yesterday, today, tomorrow, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 10 years ago, and 1,000 years from now is present for us. Now, we think of things in space and in time. So if, like, 50 years ago is present for Christ, now, 10 years ago. So say something happened to you 15 years ago, okay? Something in a relationship, you did something wrong and you're angry at yourself, you're disappointed in yourself. And every time, and think back at this memory, think about it, think about this episode in your life. And maybe you look at it and you're you're seeing shame, you're angry. Now, there are two things I want you to do. This is something maybe you can write down and do it in an extended way when you're at home. But I want you to imagine your 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 70-year-old self, and the person that you were at when this moment happened but i don't want you to imagine yourself now with just by yourself but i want you to imagine jesus with you here now and say this uh, thing happened when you were young you did something and i want you to walk back with this person your adult self walk back to your young self 
with Jesus and watch the episode all over again from beginning to end. Watch it all unfold. But while you're watching this, I want you to see what Jesus does. What is Jesus doing in that memory? Is he just watching? Is he far away? Or is he holding you at this moment? Has he stopped loving you at this moment? Or has he still continued to look at you with love? And to just think about that memory from beginning to end and imagine Jesus in that memory. And what happens is every time, for example, an episode that happened to me was um, there was I got into a big fight with my parents and I remember walking home. And it might seem small, it might seem trivial, but I was so furious. I was livid, angry. I was angry at my parents. I couldn't believe um, what they had done. And I, I was angry at myself. And, and I was walking home. And I remember walking home and saying, when I go home, I'm going to punch my mom. I'm going to punch my dad. I'm going to... I was so angry. And I, the more steps I took towards home, the more angry and revengeful I became. And, and this was a, a big episode for me of, of deep, deep, dark anger. And I, one day I said, let me sit down with that memory. And I reimagined that memory of me walking home. And I imagined Jesus walking with me. First, I stopped myself. It was adult Rob talking to young Rob. and say, Rob, Rob, listen, I know you're angry, but I want to introduce you to my friend here, Jesus. And I stood behind as Jesus and little Rob spoke and talked. And by the time I got home, I was in tears. I was in tears because I couldn't believe how this person understood me, how this person loved me. And I was crying in the arms of this person, Jesus. And by the time I got home, I was calm. I was peaceful. And so when I think of that memory today, it's, an, it's a memory of, of peace because I know that Jesus was with me in my anger, in, in my frustration, and looking at me, loving me. And maybe you've been through a more traumatic situation. You know, someone did something to you. Again, reimagine Jesus there with you. And when we reimagine our memory, we imagine Jesus there in that place with us. God heals, actually heals our memory because he is present there today. Th that moment when it happened is now for Jesus. It's not the past for Jesus. It's the past for us, but it's the present for Jesus. And the way we, we go back to that memory, it can affect our present and our current forgiveness mm -hmm. of ourselves. And so this is one thing we can try at home. Go through your memories and reimagine it with your adult self because sometimes it's Jesus is difficult to approach in certain memories. But go with your adult self and introduce your young self to Jesus and watch. Watch Jesus work. Wow. That is so amazing, powerful. It's so powerful because I think the human instinct is to stuff it down. Mm. Stuff, suppress, don't think about it, don't deal with it, just... Uh, you know, but what you're suggesting, bring it back out. Yes. Bring it back out and let Jesus deal with it. In a safe space. He wants healing. And there's power. Like, he can do it. God can actually heal you if there's a situation in your life that you think is totally beyond. Mm. He can do it. And there's nothing, nothing that is out of reach of Jesus. Wow. And this is, imagine, you see the, those darkest moments in our lives, those shameful moments, all of a sudden become moments away. Wow. That is a moment of where Jesus was there all along. I oh thought gosh. I thought I rejected him, but actually, in, in actual fact, he was there the whole time. Yes. Wow. And so we don't look back at the memory cringing, but we look at the memory with joy and peace, mm -hmm. knowing that Jesus was there the whole time. 
That's incredible. And I think a really uh, exercise I'm going to take into my own life. Same. Like how can I forgive myself? Or that's it's more than just practical what you've just let mm. us in. It's, it's the power of God. Absolutely. And so this is the mercy. This is the love of Jesus. And as ambassadors, as prisons of Christ, this is again how we become the changing of memories for other people. As we offer forgiveness, we sort of change the future of other people as we bring Christ into the lives of people, into their present. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's super powerful. Yeah. So and a responsibility <laughs> as well, as you said <laughs> earlier. Like, whoa. Yes, absolutely. Um, this thing, okay. Well, Father Rob, figures figures out the buttons i just want to remind you about our catholic influences journal be sure to take advantage of our 10 percent off offer if you use the code journal 10 by heading to moderngrace.com.au please keep in touch with us um you can do that justine <laughs> in many different ways <laughs> um, send the dove. um <laughs> you can employ a snail <laughs> send the telegraph <laughs> if you head to frgministry.com forward slash podcast you'll find plenty of ways to get in touch with us social media at catholic influences underscore um youtube.com forward slash frg ministry send us an email podcast at frgministry.com thank you so much and we'll see you you'll hear from us again next week adios Bye.